Welcome to the His Sons Outdoors podcast. In this podcast, we'll talk about how we enjoy His outdoors while also being His sons. Hope you enjoy. Coming to you live from the Quality Inn in Georgetown, South Carolina. Super quality. Um, we had to park here so we could have a good view of the boat, but you know when we're sleeping. <laughs> We've been we've been messing with Daddy kind of hard. Um, we're in a smoking room. <laughs> smells like somebody's grandmama's couch that her grandfather smoked on for eighty years. Me and Red are already craving some new ports. <laughs> it's uh, it's pleasant. <laughs> Even talk uh, but we're on a we're on a duck hunting trip. We're not going to talk about duck hunting today because there isn't too much to talk about. Didn't see many ducks, but one day we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's been rough, so you yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. Today we're going to talk a little bit about my fence grove deer, right? Public land bow kill. Yeah. This. Uh, so at Clemson, I got go to Clemson and they have a lot of game management land that Clemson owns and they just it's a deer quality management area so has to be four points on one side or 12 inch spread and it's bow only so I've been hunting it pretty hard past couple years come close this year I finally killed a a decent buck not a not a big one you can comment on this a good buck I think he's a I, don't, I, I mean, Decent. he was he, he was kind of, he, he had some kind of unique features. Yeah. He had like these cool, right at the very end, had kind of like little crab claws at the end. Um, I mean, a good buck. I mean, he, yeah. he was heavy. Yeah, he. I didn't get to weigh him, but he looked heavy. Yeah. But kind of the story, backtracking kind of strategy on this deer. So I killed him on a Thursday afternoon. I saw... In this area, this was a brand new area. I've never hunted it. Um, but Monday, I went in there looking for deer because I hadn't been on much. And I actually found some deer that were rutting pretty hard. Uh, I had two does run right by me while I was walking in. And then a doe, um, not a doe, a buck came following them um, a little later on. So, And then that afternoon, I saw two bucks. And I actually think I might have seen the buck that I shot. Um, but I saw them that same afternoon and then I hunted in there and just saw does and never saw the bucks again. And you saw, you, you were hearing a lot of, a lot of deer vocalizations. Well, that was the week at, that was later on. Oh gosh. <laughs> My date's confused. Fair enough. Yeah. I was the next. I got smoker's brain right now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so Thursday, Thursday morning it rained until like Thursday at like two o'clock. So I went into this, to the spot. I was going to hunt the same area. Um, I was just going to access it different down this road to see if I could see some fresh scrapes. I did. I saw a really fresh scrape. Like, I mean, no leaves in it. You know, it wasn't like damp at all. Like it was fresh. And beyond it was this creek bottom. But in this area, it's big oaks and stuff, but a lot of undergrowth. So it's thick, but it's like big hardwoods too. If you under, if you good, get the picture, good for your saddle. I mean, yeah, yeah. 
it's perfect. Uh, I mean, really perfect bow hunting area. I mean, you go to up close and perfect. Yeah, you, you can't really see that far. I mean, I could kind of see far. So I went down to this bottom right at the property line. I was probably 50 yards from the property line. And I was in this bottom. And I got in this bottom because I knew my thermals would pull down for the evening. And I figured, you know, I didn't know where the deer would come from. I hadn't scouted it, didn't know, like, what the deer were doing in there. But I knew if my wind was going one way, like, as long as they don't come from that way, then I'm good. But if they do, that's all right, too. That's just, I kind of, I just like to have... Wherever I'm hunting, I like to know where my wind's going, even if it might not be the best. Like, as long as it's going just somewhere where you can kind of maneuver around it. Well, you've been schooling me up on thermals and all that stuff a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't even think about it or know about it. And it didn't I hadn't either until I was told. And then you were telling me about the thermals that one time we were at um, that WMA where we put yeah. the boat into. And you were like, you know, you need to be up on the ridge in the morning because you're, and I'm sure no, I didn't listen to it all. I got blown out from the ridge. Yeah, yeah. And the wind wasn't even blowing there, so. Yeah. The thermals are key. If you, in the mornings they rise most of the time. If there's a real, like, drastic change in temperature, so if it's, like, 30 degrees one night and then it's going to get up to 60 that day, your thermals are going to pull straight up. And then um, they generally fall at night and, same thing thing. drastic change they'll pull a lot more but they generally pull down draws and stuff so that's what i was in i was in this draw when i was getting i saw some deer sign in there some scrapes and rubs um when i was getting up i had four does blow at me like when i first put my stick on the tree and i was like well that's a good sign like there's deer in here they're moving through here um because they they obviously were moving through because I'd walk that little creek bottom trying to find just a tree. So they weren't just like standing there looking at me for 15 minutes. So I was like, well, that's good. I think I'll see a deer. Um, got up and then at like 5.20, I think, 5.15, I had a little buck cruise through that bottom just how I thought one would. Um, he just rolled by, got to watch him. And then it was right before dark probably like 540. It was pretty, pretty dark in the woods, especially down there in that bottom. Um, I see a deer to my right and it's a big body deer. And I'm like, that's gotta be a buck, like a, a, a shooter buck for fans. And I could see like his left side, I could see a time, but he never, he, he always stayed parallel with me, like fake, like broadside. Right. Like I never looked at him head on. So I couldn't tell like how wide and also on fans, like, it can not have four points on one side as long as it's a 12-inch spread. You got to have either or. Um, you don't have to have both. Um, so he was standing there, and he would not move. I'd done some rattling and grunting, and I think he was thinking that was looking for that buck down in there because he was just standing looking. And he would move, just barely move, like one or two steps and then stop and then look again. And once he got – there was this opening. I was like, I'm going to shoot him when he gets in this opening. But when he got there, of course, he didn't stop. He kept walking. They never do. Yeah. Rarely. Ever. You get I like mean, a good lane or something. That yeah. Something will change. They won't be broadside. Yeah. Turn some kind yeah. of way. He was, he, he hadn't taken more than like two steps at a time. And then when he got in that open, he took like six. And then he stopped behind a big tree. And I'm like, man, I was drawn back. So I had to let it down. Luckily, he didn't hear me. And then, like, 
probably a minute after he was just standing there, a deer blew above him. I think it was that spike or a doe or something. I don't know what they were blowing at. Wasn't me. Um, and that deer just stepped back through that lane, and I lined it up, and I, I let it go. And it sounded good, and he ran off. And then I heard it was real wet that evening because it had been raining all morning. And I thought I heard, like, leaves rustling, like he had died, like crashed. Wasn't totally sure, but I went down, looked at my era. Wasn't much blood on it, really. Um, that can happen yeah. sometimes. It was, when I saw the era, I was like, yeah, it, it's not good, I know, because it doesn't stink, but it's also not, like, covered in blood. Right. But I had a buddy shoot a little a doe on in Clemson on some Corland, and, like, his air looked just like that, and he smoked it. So I found some blood, and it had a bunch of bubbles in it, and that was a deer was just bleeding like crazy. So I just tracked him, and it was, like, 70 yards. And Yeah, just you can just walk. Yeah, I, it was a walk. Walk along, bro. Yeah, it was nice. And he was up there late. I called Mason. And it, it was fun. And then uh, my buddy Dylan, the guy that shot that doe with me, um, he came and helped me pack it out and I took it and put it in a Hawks freezer and then did the European mount that Saturday and I got him he's actually riding in my car right now oh, got him yeah, in the back yeah, glass yeah oh do you I haven't even <laughs> seen that yeah he's in the back glass riding around but that was my first I'm looking to hoping to kill a, a really good one this next week once duck season goes out I got one more good week of just deer hunting up there and I saw a good one this this past week, so we'll see if I can close a deal on it. Me, you, and your daddy will be up there. Oh, yeah, and then we, we got the two days. You're coming up on Thursday, right? Yeah, I'm okay, coming up Thursday, I don't know, but after work. Yeah. And then, so it'll be Friday and then Saturday. Friday, yeah, Friday and Saturday. Um, I can't even remember the date. It's like the, uh, the 17th and 18th yeah. is Friday and Saturday. Right, yeah, okay, yep. So, so we'll be hunting then for sure that Friday morning and Saturday morning. Saturday night we might not. We got a dinner, but we'll see. That's all I had on that though. That was a, that was a story. Key takeaway: make sure you're you know what your wind's doing because yeah. Another thing I want to point out, um, you know, scent control is good and all. Like, yeah. It's great, but. If you if you play your wind and your thermals right, and, and the deer like aren't downwind, I would venture to say you, you can't control all your scent. No, just don't stink like crazy. Yeah, you know? and, and yeah, but you're even, you're gonna smell like a human. Like, yeah, you, you breathe right every every five seconds. You and breathe even out. You brush your teeth. You're gonna smell like Colgate. You know, yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah, even if you use dead downwind toothpaste, I'm sure they got that. They got everything. Well, they got everything. Yeah. They got dryer sheets. They make a lot of money off people doing that. <laughs> they won't make any off me. Um, not not shaming anybody that does that. I just, some of it, a lot of it's just wind. I mean, and they're going to, they smell really good. And sometimes they just don't smell you, it seems like. But if you have limited, limited spots, you know, yeah. it might not be able to really hunt the wind that much. You know, if you have small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Small little private track. Yeah, I don't know about that. But then you got all this public land you can hunt, so it's not like you're hunting anywhere that somebody else couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. But great buck. It was a good buck. I was I was super excited. It's been a long time coming for the. Oh yeah. For me up there, because I I hit it hard when I'm up there. Whenever I'm not. 
whenever I'm not in class, I'm I'm uh, I'm hunting up there. So it's about time. Now I just want to get a good one before I leave. We'll see if that happens. If not, that's fine. It's a good phone call to get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just sent you the text. Actually, I just sent you a picture of the rack. Oh, me yeah, holding it. right. Yeah, and you're like, no way. I was like, yeah. He's like, no me. context. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's with me right now. <laughs> uh, you want to get into the? Yeah, let's get into our scripture reading. Um, Matthew chapter three. Yeah. See how far we get today up here still reading out of the uh the uh new living translation still reading out of the new living translation <clears throat> sorry all right wait are you re- new living or new international version new international okay. version. Yep. yeah sorry my mistake everybody um let me say let me open this up in prayer before we begin Dear Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day that you've given us. Thank you for us being able to be here, to read your word, to talk about it together and to and to learn and to grow and ask that you would that your will would be done and that you that you would speak through us, that you would give us wisdom and understanding of your word and that you would help to guide us and lead us to be bold in our faith and to honor you and glorify you in every in everything that we do. In your holy name I pray, Amen. All right. John the Baptist prepares the way. In those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. This is he who was spoken of through the prophet Isaiah, a voice calling, a voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord, make straight the paths for him. John's clothes were made of camel's hair and he had a leather belt around his waist. His food was locusts and wild honey. People went out to him from Jerusalem, all Judea, and the whole region of the Jordan, confessing their sins. They were baptized by him in the river Jordan. But when he saw, but when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming, coming to where he was baptizing, he said to them, You brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the coming wrath? Produce fruit in keeping with repentance, and do not think that you can save yourselves. Do not think that you can say to yourselves, "We have Abraham as our father." I tell you that out of these stones, God can raise children from raise up children for Abraham. The axe is already at the root of the trees, and every tree does not that does not produce good fruit will be cut down and thrown into the fire. I baptize you with water for repentance, but after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Now that's a good stopping point. So now John the Baptist is on the winter. Introduced John the Baptist from from Matthew, and um, he's doing this whole new thing, which is you know baptizing baptizing the baptizing the Jews and um, fulfilling more prophecies, more prophecy being fulfilled, you know, from 
from Isaiah that that John the Baptist is the, the one of the voice of the a voice of one calling out in the wilderness, preparing the way for the Lord and making straight paths for him. And um, just lost track of. I got something. Oh, okay. Uh, besides to fulfill prophecy with him preaching in the wilderness. I think it's just interesting that he was preaching in the wilderness, like not in the synagogues or the towns, but like in the wilderness where it's like obscure for somebody to be out there preaching the word of God and like preparing the path of the son of God. It's just, I think we talked about it in the last one. It's just like the most, not how you would write it story. Oh, just this humble. He's wearing like, Campbell's hair. He's not yeah. he's not all dressed up, you know, like a preacher in a in a, in a suit. Yeah, um, and he's preparing the way for a guy that was just born in a stable. Right. And, well, I mean, he's been born for a while now, but somebody that was born in a stable, um, to a lowly carpenter. It's just all. I mean, God just uses lowly people in mm-hmm. this, and I, I, it doesn't change. He's he uses people of, you know, prestige too, but. I don't know. I think he has a soft spot for lowly people. I think so too. Yeah, I did. I mean, humble. Yeah, you know, too. I mean, humble people. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, and and you know, John the Baptist could have been, you know, could have came in and tried to like do it big, build a big yeah. old church or something. But he's just out there in the woods. Yeah, you just know, preaching, preaching, and and, and getting Yeah. Yeah. A big following enough to enough to to wear these you know the Pharisees and Sadducees yeah. right. They knew what he who he was. Yeah, and he's tell, talking like talking to them like talking, you know, con, speaking conviction to them. Yeah, which I'm sure they don't get that from anybody. Yeah, yeah. I think it's funny the the first thing that it records that John the Baptist says was repent. This wasn't like uh, become a good person or yeah. like, you know, some of the other stuff people try to, you know, say is the first thing. I, he's saying repent, like realize your sin, repent of it, and turn to God. I like that way you said like that he doesn't say like, become a good person. Yeah. A lot of people are. That's, you know, that's, people get hung up on that. And it's easy to do. You know, like, but it's not the same, yeah. you know, like by, by whose standards, because like, none of us are good. <laughs> Nobody's good. And he's saying, you know, he's not trying. He's not saying you don't not, not don't be you don't have to be good. Just yeah. Be better. Yeah. You know, just yeah. just repent, you know, realize what you're doing. Turn away from it. Exactly. And there, there they go. You already talked about it, but filling prophecy again. So cool how they. I mean, it's God's intervention but it's just cool how you see it like firsthand just like so many years ago this happening you know and this being prophesied so long ago and then um i think it's really cool too um it might go into it more but the fact that he's wearing the um his 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 clothes and and what he's eating is also a prophecy like when the when they would prophesy that Isaiah, or not Isaiah, I'm sorry, that they would prophesy that Elijah would like come before the Lord and like John the Baptist was John the Baptist, but he, you know, he had, he was the 
one that they were talking about when they said that Elijah would come back and yeah. Elijah had worn the camel's hair and had yeah. eaten uh, locusts and, and honey. And so it was just, that's just more prophecy and like, just like foreshadowing. It's just really cool that all that's mentioned. I, I really I like that that's mentioned because yeah. I didn't learn until I learned it a few years ago and it just kind of like blew my mind. I was like, that's a really cool nugget yeah. in there. Uh, but I really like him just like when they, I guess he saw like they all started coming to him, the Pharisees and Sadducees. And then he just like starts kind of just dogging them a little bit, you know? I mean, he's, you know, preaching kinda, truth. Pre- yeah, preaching truth. And it, it's hurting them, but that's that's what all of us need. Oh, for sure. I, I, I love conviction. And it, it's yeah. Just, it's not a great feeling, but it's a great thing. Well, you know that the Holy Spirit's in you and like you're, yeah. it's just, you know, there's work being done in yeah. you. And you know that, that that's God like telling me and or that's like a feeling that I'm getting. And it's just, I don't know, it's just, I, I love it. Oh, I do too. Produce fruit in keeping with repentance. So obviously like repentance isn't a one-time thing if he's saying keeping with repentance. So we have to do that over and over. Like showing no, that you repented. Yeah. yeah. And like keeping on repenting for your sins. Because um, it's, it's not a one-time thing. Yeah, like you're saying, like you can just say like you repented, but like walk the walk. Yeah. And just like actually like turn away from repent and not lament. We've said yeah. that before too. Yeah. And I like also how he talks about, and don't think you can say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. Like that means nothing. If your parents go to church, that means nothing. If you're a good person, that means nothing. No, if you're not believing in Christ and repenting of your ways and realizing that His ways are the right way, right. Um, you know you're nothing. And I like that. Um, I love that verse too. Like kind of it's setting us up, us you know Gentiles. You know that being a son of Abraham's got nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, he's saying you know. Anybody could be a son of Abraham. It's not, yeah. it's not that, you know. Yeah. Talking about the stones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I could make these these rocks a son of Abraham. Yeah. Or God could make these rocks a yeah. son of Abraham. But I like how he's, I like it. it, it just so much being said here, and I don't want to miss it. I'm not, you know, any kind of like biblical scholar or anything like that. But just when he starts talking about the axe is ready at the root of the tree and just like saying like, you know, the time's coming, you know, when he was, saying um repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near you know he's saying like you know the times come like there's gonna god's coming there's gonna something yeah. something's about to happen something's about to change um dax is ready like so you know the tree is root yeah it's ready like, he's to about to kill it that's that down right yeah from yeah. the base like from from the gives you life. yeah and hold you up too. I mean, the roots are everything to a tree. And every tree that doesn't produce good fruit, thrown in the fire. They thrown in. That's referring to hell. So, if you don't produce fruit, it's the saying you'll be thrown into the fire. And he's also, I mean, he's, I love too how humble and how he's like, this isn't about me. Mm-hmm. He's like, I come and, you know, I'm baptized with water and this is just what I've been called to do. But there's coming after me one who's so much greater than I, and he'll baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Yeah. I just. Yeah, he's a humble guy. 
I also like um, verse 12 when, well, really this whole 11 through 12, John's saying, you know, after me comes one more powerful than I whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. Uh, that's pretty that's pretty high to not even be worthy to carry somebody's sandals. Yeah, I can't even hold your shoes. <laughs> your stinky shoes. <laughs> um, but I like how he, you know, he goes in and he says, His winnowing fork is in his hand, and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn. So that would be like his followers. That's like us. Mm-hmm. And burning up the chaff. Yeah, burning up the chaff. chaff so with unquenchable fire. So is that the leftover? If I can remember correctly, they had in the threshing floor, and then they would have this, it would be like almost like this like tunnel where like wind and air could blow through, and they would take that the winnowing fork, and they would like throw up ah, the, and the wheat, wheat get, and the, the husk would blow away. Oh, so that's right. what he's and the and the good stuff would fall would was heavier and it would come down to yeah, the well, that's a really good and like analogy. Yeah, an illustration of that. Yeah. It's like that's what he does. He's like throwing you up and testing you. Right. And like whatever people don't well he doesn't yeah. test. Don't fall to him, I guess, you know, yeah. come down to his Yeah. Yeah. But that's yeah. A good, separate I mean he, he separates. I mean he yeah, 100%, He definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure. That makes a lot of sense. Right, so. I'm sure you're right. But I just like that. John's just baptizing pretty much the rest of the the Bible. Not, did I say baptizing? Yeah. <laughs> he's prophesying oh, yeah. the rest of the Bible. Like what? I mean, he's saying what Jesus is going to do. He's going to come. He's going to bring the Holy Spirit. And then he's going to gather his wheat in his barn yeah. when he comes back and then burn up everything else. All his followers, people who accept him. Gather them up, bring them home. Yeah, and everyone else, if you don't accept them, yeah, accept them while you can. There's yes. no time. You don't have any. Time the present. No time is promised. We don't. We're not promised tomorrow. No, we're not. So, uh, that's that's it from there. And then and then next is the baptism of Jesus. We'll just save that for for the next episode. Yeah, we can just start there and then go. Yeah. So you want me to pray? Yes. All right. Dear Lord, thank you for this day, this time that you've given us. Please help uh, our words and your words to go forth and to uh, sow seeds in people's lives and to uh, help people to come to know you better. Um, please help Mason and I to come to know you better as well and to grow and walk in our faith every day. Um, Please help this podcast and use it as you see fit. Um, Please bless everyone listening, and please bless uh, Mason and I, too. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. We hope you enjoyed listening. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at His Sons Outdoors. We love you, and God bless.